Hello, everybody. Welcome to a good football show. I am Patrick Darty here for the final time with Denny Carter on Super Bowl 56 Radio Row. We have another amazing show for you today. Clyde Edwards Elaire is with us off the jump before we welcome in the ringers, Danny Kelly, for some draft and Super Bowl talk. And then we then sit down with Mr. C.D. Lamb. Clyde, you are 22 years old. You were a national champion at LSU. You reached the Super Bowl as a rookie. You take the rock from the best football player on the planet and Patrick Mahomes. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. How about y'all? Hey. We are good. Yeah, we're, we're a little exhausted. We're a little ready. I, I can only imagine. Yeah, you know, bro. being a podcaster is almost physically as exerting as being a football player. <laughs> and, yeah, so. I can only imagine. The physical yeah. toll is, is pretty yeah, much. It's, just, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. People great. don't realize how much, how much talking takes a toll it's on right. you, bro. That's <laughs> true. Our, it's our true. voices are shot. Listen to them. They actually are shot. Uh, Clyde, I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, among Kansas City running backs with 100 carries a season, you had the best yards per carry at 4.3. You were eighth among all NFL running backs in yards before contact, and you had the highest catch rate of any KC running back. I was want to ask you, how do you assess your 2021 performance and how can the team help you be even more productive in 2022? Man, I would say uh, in, in 2021, it, for me, uh, battling a lot of injuries, right. man, and, and I can look at stats and uh, do whatever, but I'm, I'm not a big... I, I look at the film and and how I feel about the film is is, is how I grade myself and for me uh, it's just not enough film. Having a knee injury early on against the uh, first game against the Bills and then having to get put on short term IR at that time, then afterwards it felt like I was rolling. Had the, had the 200 yard games back to back. Yeah. I'm like okay man I'm 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 back into it and yeah. then you know had to this weird shoulder collarbone mm -hmm. ordeal man and and that that set me back so for me man it's it's, it's playing right. and right. I, I really just being being on the field with, with my brothers bro I, we, we go out there and we monday through sunday right literally get into the building at five and then you're leaving at five and it's like all you want to do is do that one thing on that one day, and, sure. and that's and that's play that game for an hour. So that's that's literally all I want to do is get on the field and, and perform. How, how are you feeling physically uh, after this Man, injury? Right now, right now, probably uh, not not a hundred percent, but as as close as I, I I could be at this time. Still still doing everything that I that I needed to for recovery, um, and and rehab, but. You know, it's, it's, it's all a process. Yeah, I mean, I know you missed a few games as a rookie, but like you said, you missed six or seven. Have you ever dealt with that, anything like that until this year? Had you ever, like, dealt with having – because that's, like – I can't even imagine. You're probably just, like, just dying to get out there. You <laughs> yeah, to, it's yeah. – it's you know, when you when you don't deal with something like that early, I guess younger and then really know that, oh, this is this is what you have going on, and then you get to this this point in your life where this is your job and you feel like it's, it's everything. Yeah. And literally, man, this – it's what I do. Is what I love. Okay. Um, like putting those, putting those pads on, and and so it was. It, it was frustrating. I'm sure know? it is. It's it very frustrating. But just it's the game of football, bro. It, it comes with it, and the joy of it is you can go back out there and and, and play, and then yeah. have that opportunity to go back out there and and, and show it. So okay. just, that's the best feeling. Clyde, teams adjusted against the Chiefs' offense in 2021 for kind of like that middle part of the season, playing two deep safeties a lot, kind of taking away some of those patented deep shots that have been such a big part of your guys' offensive success in recent years. But you got back on track down the stretch, but how can the backfield play into an offensive strategy that helps kind of like neutralize those two high looks, those real deep looks? Because you guys got back on track, mm -hmm. but just, yeah, how can the backfield factor into like further thwarting that in like 2022? Oh, man, we know it's uh – it's literally football. You said it, bro. Uh, you throw too high, you run the ball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's. I mean, 
been knowing that concept since I was five. Yeah. Like, hey, you see two high safety, <laughs> just run the ball. Yeah, Madden, even I know, like, oh, yeah, cool. yeah, like, oh, like, right now. Madden, like, even John Madden is saying it, you know, <laughs> when you in the in the in the the, the way you yeah, I asked it, Madden, so. it was like, oh, let's run yeah, a draw or something. Like, yeah. Hey, man, it's cover two. You <laughs> yeah. want to run the ball? So that's those things that we that we need to do, and and we knew it, and we and we. We wanted to implement it. Yeah, I man. I figured G- game plans you and Andy Reid knew that. <laughs> <laughs> game plans and everything. Uh, and and really, uh, for, for me, it's just being being comfortable and getting getting that trust factor. And that's that's honestly that's literally how, how how life goes. Being able to to be trusted in any situation, and and running the ball, knowing where we know if. They're going too high, and we probably could give him this ball 25 times, and we all good. We can roll it, and if they want to start playing us like this, we can play them. But we've we've sat down, and we know we can run the ball, and 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 people know that we can yeah. run the ball. So it's it's that it's 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 those times that we know too high. We just need to do it. Do you think that we could see more running from the Chiefs in 2022? Most definitely. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. What about more Ceh pass catching too? Now you've been catching passes. That's, what a- yeah, and um, mm-hmm. and 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 we 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 had the we had everybody you know sparked with that in the in the off season. So it's, I feel like we we put too much out on the on the forefront, and we knew people were gonna yeah. possibly start preparing for it. So uh, it's just one of those things. This this off season, we're gonna try to keep everything a little low. So sure. uh, and, well, that's and not good for ball. us because we want to have stuff to write about. Oh yeah, definitely, man. But we we give y'all stuff to write about during yeah, the season. You do. You give us a lot. The Chiefs give us a lot. Please do, yeah. Uh, Clyde, you're a running back, and it's the Super Bowl, so we have to ask you a running mm. back-related Super Bowl question. Let's do it. There's a lot of uh, backfield star power for Sunday's game. Which back are you most looking forward to watching this Sunday? Honestly, man, long, long relationship with, with Cam Akers. Oh, okay. Um, from even even the recruitment in, in, in high school. You know, he was possibly one of those guys that come to LSU, so yeah. paths, paths crossed. Um and standing, standing, you know, communication. We were texting the other day about, you know, what I was feeding my dog. So it's it's always, <laughs> it's always, you know, just having yeah. having those friends, man. And and sure. he's just one of those guys that, from from high school to being at the combine, like he was one of those guys I kind of stayed with and and always connected with. So running back wise, uh, man, Cam all Watch day Cam. and okay. and from his recovery, man. I was gonna say you watching about- him, yeah, watching him. Do that, bro. My, my my dad tore his Achilles uh, before and saw his recovery, and then to think about five yeah, months, bro, how like, did he do like, that? I was like, yeah, I was, it blew I was, us yeah, away. Bro. Yeah, I, I was told it was always like amazed. twelve month injury. Yeah, like, and he was yeah, less than that. six. As soon as it happened, I'm like, you don't even know what to text a guy, especially when you know same yeah. position and yeah. everything. Like yeah. you you know what he's going through, but for him to honestly, it probably was the next day for him to mentally just kind of hit that switch and go. I'm gonna be back on the field this year. Sure, that's something special, bro. So, so honestly, I, I'm I can't wait to see. I does, can't wait to see two, three. Does Cam look all the way back to you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was what with the what that was the the, the I want to say a semi playoff game. Oh, the wild card. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, uh, watching him come at like yeah. that's that's my thing. That's that's what I watch. Watching him come out of cuts and watching him put his head like it wasn't like he was timid on the runs that he was getting. He okay. was he looked like Cam. It's just like. So he had powerful, his like just man, so much power. So much power, bro, and and it's and it's so instant. So, um, man, I, that's that's who I'm looking forward to. For for I mean, right. Joe Joe's my guy too. <laughs> uh, but as far as being you know a, a, a friend and being somebody who who I've kind of came along with and we've kind of been alongside each other for this journey, uh, running back wise, I, I want to see Cam do his thing. What were you feeding your dog, by the way? 
<laughs> man, so I was uh, feeding them pro plan, pro plan sport. That's good stuff. Actually. Yeah, man, it's actually it's, my dad it's nice, feeds. Yeah, yeah it's, it's some nice yeah. dog food. Yeah, so that's, yeah. you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw out some old Roy or anything. <laughs> yeah. Nothing bad. Hey, we had a bad experience with old Roy, Roy. But, but we actually know, had a bad experience. I'm just a pro. Yeah, I'm just a pro plan guy. Pro plan's <laughs> the way to go. Uh, which matchup just beyond the backfield are you most excited for Sunday? Like we've been asking people, you know, Jalen Ramsey hasn't been shadowing people this year, but are we going to see Jalen Ramsey maybe shadow Jamar Chase? Man, that's a uh, once you get out there, that's a different ballpark. That's not my yeah. that's not my area of, of, of yeah. expertise. But once you get out there, you knowing it's a different ballpark, you know, you, it, it goes to show you that it's not uh, the things that that people see on TV and and the speed and the quite like fast <laughs> the, the 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 physicality and everything that you see man it's 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 probably moving a little quicker than what than what they actually thinking and seeing so beyond beyond it man i mean obviously the, the world the nfl is looking forward to it but i mean having having one of my guys out there on on the offensive side of the ball and then uh, uh all world talent like like jr man it's, it's gonna be something to see it's gonna be something to see clyde thank you so much for joining us do you have anyone anything you want to shout out anything uh you're promoting here yeah man so um i want to i want to shout out sleep number that's really one of the main reasons why i'm i'm, I'm here and and also i want to be able to kind of put my this is my thing for my little sister she has muscular dystrophy and sleep number has been my, my, my backbone with getting her foundation started uh, her foundation is making muscles for Maddie and it's, it's been something that's, that's close to my heart and honestly it, it's, it's her but it was those times that I, I get to go see those kids at those camps man and and the little things the joy of, of just shaking someone's hand and, and just getting a smile from someone is, is, is something that's special to me so if it's for the kids, I'm all for it, and then it's, it's even more important to me with this with, with the muscular dystrophy uh, aspect of it. So sleep numbers been 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 my backbone with this, and I, I really appreciate them for it. Well, that's awesome stuff. Thank you so much for joining us today, yes, Clyde. Thank you. Best of luck to the Chiefs in 2020. Best of luck to you catching passes, getting stacking up some of those PPR <laughs> fantasy points, and thanks so much for joining us, man. Yeah. It is now our distinct pleasure to welcome in the ringers, Daniel Kelly. You may know him as Danny. <laughs> he is a podcaster. He is a writer. He's a master of the football universe. Danny, I don't know if the folks listening at home have really realized this yet, but we all now live here on Radio Row. Yep. Our families are moving out to Los Angeles. How are you enjoying your new life? <laughs> oh, man. It's great. First of all, very cold in here. Yes. So it's, I'm used to the climate. I'm, I'm up from north. So, um, you know, that's good because I heard it was hot in L.A., but it's not hot in here. No. So that's great. Um, it's 56 yeah. degrees in here. So, yeah, not to take people too behind the curtain, but this is the coldest building I've ever been in. <laughs> yeah, I've been in it all day, every day for six it, days. It's jarringly cold. Like, you, you walk in and, and you think you can tolerate it, but then about three minutes later, you're shivering. You know, yeah, shivering. Like, Pat and I were holding each other, trying to uh, yeah. stay warm. Like, yeah, look up the Wikipedia for Ernest Shackleton and start like reading about those temperatures on those voyages, those expeditions in the early 20s. You get an idea of just how cold it is yeah. in here. And why I'm, I'm just broken. I'm broken. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm, I'm just glad we got the the uh, obligatory Ernest Shackleton. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right. I was waiting for that. If you don't know Ernest Shackleton, really look up the Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, I will. You're going to be in it for like several days. I will. Um, but Danny, right off the top, you're one of our favorite draft analysts. You're going to be doing excellent work all spring. Denny wants to start by asking you about Pitts, Kenny Pickett. <laughs> yeah. Is he going to be the real deal at the NFL level? I this did. feels yeah. like a loaded question. I'm not sure how to react to this. Um I do like him, actually. I think he's pretty good. You know, the hand size question is going to be the big thing. And I didn't know he was a hand sizer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, he, has thumb, he has a thumb situation. It's because of the double oh, jointedness that's right. is the problem. We don't really know how big his hands are. Apparently, they're really small. Um, 
you know, at the senior bowl, that was an issue in the rain, but a lot of those guys, a lot of people had problems in the rain, you know, the quarterbacks at that spot. So I don't know. I, I, when I, when I put on his tape, I think he's really impressive. You know, he moves around in the pocket really well. I, I comped him to Tony Romo because he really reminded me the way he escapes pressure and he can feel pressure and, and spin away from it, escape it. He's good outside the pocket. There were some like cross body throws that he made that were really impressive. Um, we, we did some of those the other day. <laughs> yeah, I saw the, I saw the video. Yeah. We're pretty glad good. you're okay, by the way. <laughs> yes, I've been, people have been reaching out. Yeah. I was uh, really worried. They see a 35 year old man do something that would wrench his back. They just assume I herniated two discs, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I survived. Um, but yeah, I. I I'm impressed. I think obviously there's a lot of question marks because he sort of came out of nowhere this past year. He's a super senior. He's going to be a little bit older as a rookie. That sounds like a lot of red flags. <laughs> I mean, but all the quarterbacks in this class really have a lot of red flags. And, you know, you kind of just have to like sift through those and decide, you know, how good these guys can be at the next level. I think obviously landing spot is going to be huge right. with all these guys. Um, and the fact that this isn't an elite class necessarily is probably good for a lot of these guys because they were going to, you know, the further you go in the first round, because I assume a few yeah. guys will be in the first round, you know, they might land in a better spot, more support, better defense, you know, run game, all that stuff that's going to help him early on. So he is my top ranked quarterback. Um, but, you know, there are red flags. definitely. Right. Do you see do you see any scenario where he ends up being, uh, you know, not being the first quarterback off the board? Yeah, I think. Like Malik Willis from Liberty, he's going to be a, a big riser, I think, going forward. He already is. Okay. You know, had a really good senior bowl. Um, I think the physical traits are really what people are going to get excited about. He's going to run really fast. You know, I saw an athletic article that said he might run in the four threes, which, wow. you know, that's going to send him shooting up. He's that's, 220 those pounds. Are Pat Darty numbers. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost. <laughs> just um, but yeah, you know, just physically gifted, really strong arm. Yeah. Um, there are concerns. It's sort of like a version of Josh Allen. He's not as tall and big as Josh Allen, but like the physical traits are there where teams are going to say, we can build something with this guy. We can develop him. We can get him to be a little more accurate. We can help his decision-making because there were plays there where, you know, he just throws right into the teeth of the defense. And so that is something that you have to account for. But, I mean, this guy, he, he really reminds me of uh, Jalen Hurts just in his ability to make plays out of pocket. You can use him in the run game as like a centerpiece of the run game. I mean, he's, he's more athletic than Jalen Hurts. He's going to be the, probably the second best rusher at quarterback behind Lamar Jackson. So, um, you know, it, it, again, landing spots can be big. And if they have an offense that you, you can like build around his traits and, and sort of develop him and bring him along, sort of like the Bills did with Josh Allen, I think that he has a high upside. So he's probably the guy who ends up being the drafted first. If it's not Pickett, it's going to be Willis, in my opinion. You made a really interesting point, I feel like, about this uh, supposedly down draft class. And like, because we know no matter what, even in a down class, there's probably going to be three or four right. first round quarterbacks at least. But it could be a year, yeah, where they might actually fall to like good organization. You know, someone like the Steelers or yeah. someone like the Titans could decide to have a bridge quarterback. I mean, the Saints need a quarterback, the Bucks. Yeah. Like, it could be yeah. an interesting year for like supposedly flawed prospects who just. All they need is like to land in a good organization. It right. could be a year where you actually like land in a good organization, like a team that just made the playoffs. I mean, look at like Trevor Lawrence, can't miss prospect, one of the most hyped prospects in a generation, <laughs> and he goes to the Jaguars, who are not a good organization, apparently. Yeah, uh, I, I, I yeah, confirm. Really I can sure confirm that. that. Yes. Yeah, um, reportedly. <laughs> yeah, reportedly. Uh, report colon. And he, yeah, but he was just like terrible, and I'm still very bullish on him, like in his career. I think he's going to be really good, like. But then you look at other guys that have fallen in the draft, land in good situations, and the sports system is so important to coaching. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, he's not trying to fight like the Urban Meyer effect. No. Well, know. I say not to go like full football dad and like explain away <laughs> his like struggles with off the field stuff. But by the end of the year, I mean, Trevor Lawrence was in like 
just a truly insane position for a rookie. Yeah. Where he was constantly having to go to the media and like, but he was like, you know, like when a coach gets asked about like, why is this player doing all this crazy stuff off the field? Have your rookie quarterback <laughs> have to answer questions about the coaches? The coaches off the demeanor. field. It was like one yeah. of the most awkward things yeah. I've ever yeah, it seen was. in my life. It, who's who's ever been in that in that I mean, spot? Literally no one. But yeah, I, I, you know, we'll get back to Willis in, in just a second. I wanted to ask you something, but Trevor Lawrence did did show. I think did really show something against the Colts in that. Mm-hmm. Um, was it week 18? Yeah, it was the, the, that 18, like a, a play-in game for the Colts. Fueled by spite, he yeah. just needed something to play well, for. He, spite. He, yeah, he he was tremendous. It made yeah. made a lot of really great throws. So I I, I think we can uh, you know pump the brakes a little bit on the. Yeah, um, I mean you see the traits. Bust, you yeah. see the traits. Like I think there was a play where he broke the pocket, went out to his right, and then threw back across his body for oh, the guy in the end zone. Yes. And yes, yes. I'm like, you're like, that's what I wanted to see. I needed that for the off season. Right. That's helpful. Yeah, just to cling to that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jags fans can. Yeah. <laughs> Good. You know, look, look at that. Um, yeah, uh, Willis uh, is most intriguing, the most intriguing quarterback as far as fantasy goes in, mm-hmm. in this draft because yeah. I think he brings that rushing upside. Does Pickett bring uh, any sort of rushing upside? I know he's he's famous mostly for the fake slide. <laughs> right. Uh, is Are we going to get a bunch of fake slides in the NFL from Kenny Pickett? <laughs> Uh, I don't think it's is it legal in the NFL? They I don't only outlawed it in the NCAA. They haven't like it's a gray area in oh, the NFL. Okay, maybe and that's you know, like we, his edge. Gray area in the NFL rulebook has never gone poorly. <laughs> nope. So yeah, it's never going to show up in like a chemo. No, uh, it's not going to like mar entire seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dominate the narrative. Yeah, um, yeah. He is. I think again, like I said, he he has a really good ability to kind of like evade rushers in the pocket, get outside. I wouldn't say they're going to design a run game around him. He did score. I want to say. 20 touchdowns, yeah, 20 rushing touchdowns in his career. Of course, his career is five years, so yeah, okay. you, know, you got to average that out. <laughs> yeah, right. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think he's athletic. He's, you know, he's got that like gamer mentality. You know, it's it's total cliche. I get that, yeah, but, but it's he's got the moxie that you're yeah, I mean, for. We're, we're all in our 30s. He's got now. Great hair. Yeah, we've all yeah. realized in our 30s, like, well, you know, these cliches. This is a reason why the gamers people, have something going for them. Yeah, why well, just been talking <laughs> about yeah. gamers not for 60 gamers. years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, not those gamers. Uh, yeah, uh, um, the Romo comp. I think makes a lot of sense because Romo was similar in, in, the, in what you're talking about here. Also, didn't Romo have small hands? He did. Oh, did he? I, did. I, I, think, I think that's why. Come on, that's why small he hands. bobbled the thing. Uh, right? Oh yes, the bobbled snap. Which, to do. Oh yeah, that, that didn't have any. That, uh, you benefited from that greatly. Yeah, didn't you? They were playing that was like a Seahawks. formative play in my life. Yeah, yeah right. I was going <laughs> to say, uh, but yeah, I don't know. But so. Kenny Pickett might be Denny's favorite quarterback prospect. Who is your favorite quarterback prospect in this group? Do you have one so far? Maybe it's early. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's going to be Willis. You know, I think it's kind of hard. I'm I'm going in with tempered expectations. I'm trying not to get too excited because obviously there is some rawness there. There is the, I think the downside is is lower than maybe you know like a Pickett is. He's got like a pretty good floor. Like I think he's going to go in there. You can run an offense around him. He's not going to be like a superstar necessarily. But Pickett has that superstar traits that that skill set to be really really good and we live in the fantasy world like he's going to be a good the only one that matters. quarterback you know like right. he's going to run a lot he's does, we don't care if he's touchdowns. good in life <laughs> <laughs> you may only get a couple of years out of it i think it's good it's like i i've said this on the pod the ringer fantasy football show good plug there it's yep. a, good um, a very good, good show. show yeah it's really it actually is a really good show is it so. a good football show it, it, it's, yeah <laughs> <laughs> you got i have no retort yeah um you got us good there but like I bet you in three years, we're still going to be having questions about whether Malik Willis is a starter in the NFL in the same way that we're having that with Jalen Hurts right now. Yeah. Um, but in the first couple of years, it's going to be still fun because he's going to be a good fantasy player, assuming he gets into a team that has a need at starter. Like, he may end up with a team that he has to sit for a year. He could get bridged. Yeah. So, But if he starts early on, you know, 
I think that's like automatic fantasy production. He's going to be a fantasy favorite. There's going to sure. be question marks about you know his true ceiling as a passer, but yeah. I, I desperately want Willis to get to a team where yeah. he can start please, day one. Truly, Seriously. Please. It's weird, by the way, it's just a real quick kind of pointless aside. Remember, like, it did become like gospel that rookie first-round quarterbacks just didn't sit anymore, and now they right. just sit all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this all about? The glory days. Yeah, day. I know. Man, the no, glory I'm, days are gone. When, yeah. Back in my day, you know, <laughs> 2013, they just never sat, ever, ever. <laughs> Danny Denny wanted to talk picket. You wanted to talk draft wide receivers. Yeah. Last year was an amazing class, perhaps the best of the decade. Just how was this year's looking this year's group looking in comparison? What are some early observations in this year's draft class? I think that receiver draft class. Yeah, this class isn't nearly as good. Well, maybe not nearly is not the right word. It's not as good as last year. You got Jamar Chase, who's one of the best. Receivers good. in the NFL. We yeah. Denny has <laughs> never watched a game, but he's been told. People the, have been telling us the tape all week guys. that he's good. That's yeah, what yeah, they've been yeah, saying. The numbers, the numbers say that he's good. Yeah, even the numbers. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Uh, the, the start, the metrics are aligning <laughs> on this one. Yeah. Um, so I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily going to be like that, but we're getting incredibly spoiled. You know, especially like in the fantasy world, where you get, there's just like a never-ending supply of really exciting receivers coming into the NFL. Um, this year, there are. A lot of different styles of receivers, which is fun. Like Traylon Burks, big guy, you know, yards after the catch, really explosive, a little more raw. You got Drake London, who's big, like a box out, live above the rim type guy. And then you got guys like Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, who are a little more, they're smaller, not physically imposing, but they're really like good receivers. Garrett Wilson reminds me a little bit of Kadarius Tony and like his suddenness, just yeah. like the way he moves. We love Kadarius Tony. Yeah, we, we do. We, I talked we about him to, like, but I was going to bring him up, by the way. Yeah, I was well, going to try and shoehorn him well, into do this it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we talked about him like way too much <laughs> yeah, for we, the we, amount of time he actually played. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? How many games did he play? Like three? I don't know. Three. I mean, a couple. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Three max. Yeah. But when I was watching that, I was like, he's sort of a a rich man's, I guess, Kadarius Tony, in the sense that he's more experienced, more polished, because Tony came in and he had barely (laughs) played receiver and, you know, so yeah, and then you got like Jamison Williams, who's a deep threat. You got a guy like Jahan Jahan Dotson, who reminds me a lot of Deontay Johnson, which is unfortunate. I came up with that comp a long time ago and then everybody like published it before I did. So Uh now I feel like I'm copying everyone, but I thought of it first. Yeah, that's yours. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, this is a really good class. Plus, there's a bunch of, like, second-round type guys. You know, George Pickett, uh, Pickens, David Bell, Justin Ross, Jalen Tolbert. There's a lot of really interesting players in this class, I think. Um, you know, it's just embarrassment of riches at the receiver position right now. It, it, among the receivers in the in this draft class, is there, like, uh, a, an extremely volatile guy that jumps out to you, like, who, 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 could, be, who could be fantastic but also has a lot of red flags? Yeah, I think, well, Burks, who is my number one, I'll preface it, he's my number one guy. I think he has maybe like a lower floor just because he's not as polished as, as a route runner. Mm-hmm. They used him out of the slot a lot. It actually reminds me a lot of A.J. Brown. I mean, he is kind of a carbon copy of A.J. Brown because coming out, A.J. Brown was like a slot receiver. He played in the slot. It's hard to remember that. It's like weird to <laughs> think about because that was like, there were question marks. I remember this distinctly. There's question marks whether he can play outside because he played in the slot. You know, you're playing on a team with D- DK Metcalf, who just runs, yeah. you know, the vertical yeah. route on the outside. Remember, he had bad hips. That's why he never made it in the NFL. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what could have been. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it's, it's the same story. You know, it depends on where he lands, I think, because if someone's going to try and make him into just like a West Coast offense receiver, that might not pan out. You got to get him with a guy who's willing to be creative, a little bit like Debo Samuel, because they line him up in the backfield. They line him up at wing back in the slot on the outside you know get him involved in in different ways and let him like let his athleticism and just explosiveness go to work um but he is in that dk metcalf aj brown mold where you might have to like kind of design an offense or have an offense that like fits that 
profile for the first few years until he kind of like becomes more polished. Danny, I wanted to ask you, is there a, a 2022 sophomore, we talked about Trevor Lawrence mm -hmm. a second ago, but is there a 2022 sophomore who you expect to either break out or, or bounce back, you know, after uh, his rookie season? We might say the line, say the line. Tony. Yeah, there we go. Yes, <laughs> Tony, baby. Um, <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all about it. So obviously, two, I, I, I'm excited about Tony. I think the worry here is like, can he stay healthy? Because we saw that was like a big issue this year. Um, the inconsistency was there, but when he's in the offense and he's playing like a full load of snaps, like incredible, incredible oh, upside. Yes. He's getting like 12 targets, you know? Right. Just, um, that's, that's why we, we literally never stop talking. Yeah. Yeah. And he passes the eye test. It's not just like, oh, they needed to pass to somebody in this offense. It's like he is sudden. He's explosive. He's making plays after the catch that you don't see any. Like, no. his movement is his just, feet, like, rare. His, his yeah. feet are just, like, just blindingly quick. I mean, they, they remind yeah. me like, like LaShawn McCoy's feet. Right. Like, just so, so, like, the stop start is just unbelievable. Yeah, he's, he's incredibly, incredibly sudden. Um, plus, now you've got an offense where there's some hope. In right. New York, there's at least hope. Day ball, you know. We're, we're not saying it's like totally rational, but it's at least like it's <laughs> yeah. not totally like implausible. Like you can have, right. you can be a Giants fan, like go to sleep at night saying, eh, I'm, yeah. "I'm not being." There could get better. Hope. Yeah, 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 exactly. We, we I mean, talked, can't get much worse. Yeah, no, they they don't score can. touchdowns. Yeah, no. I mean, Daniel Jones has not been big <laughs> in three years in the NFL, yeah. which is a bit of a problem. A couple weeks ago, we talked about Kadarius Tony as a guy who commands targets. Mm -hmm. You know, and like you said, it wasn't just 100%. it wasn't just because. Uh, Sterling Shepard and, and, and uh, Slayton and others were were injured. It, it, you right. know the the quarterbacks for the Giants, including Daniel Jones, couldn't help but to throw it to him. Right. You know because he's well open, he creates a lot of separation. So I, I do hope that he can get over those injuries and, and play yeah. full season. The other guy I was going to bring up was Rondell Moore. I, I'm just like Please. really curious Please, yeah. how this is going to happen, how this is going to go because obviously now I'm starting to think, oh no, is he another? Um, and remind me on the slot receiver guy that the Cardinals drafted. I've already thought, forgotten his name, and then he just like never played the second rounder. You know the guy? Uh, oh, uh, oh, oh, Andy Isabella. <laughs> Sorry, Isabella. I was like completely no, I mean, blanking on that name, which that's is a real a good bad sign. sign. For Andy Isabella, yeah. yeah. Um, you know the guy. I just don't want him to become the next Andy Isabella. Sorry, Andy Isabella. That's that's rude. I know, but um, well, he fit. I mean, Isabella was was an impressive prospect, right? You know, he had like highly. a ton of production, yeah. really fast, really explosive, um, but. For whatever reason, they just couldn't incorporate him into their offense. It just didn't work. Starting to get those vibes with Rondell Moore, where you know maybe the fact that he is five seven is is a detriment, you know, to what he's able to do down the field. That's could be pretty clear at this point. Um, however, I, I do think there were flashes there this year where you're like, you know, Christian Kirk is going to be a free agent, so maybe he. The whole can team. AJ Green's a free agent. AJ Green's uh, a free Zach agent. Zach Ertz is a free agent. So yeah, there's so, a lot of pass catching turnover there in Arizona, probably. So maybe this was part of their plan all along to like kind of like ease him in year one and the good news is relatively he stayed pretty healthy during the season i know yeah, that he missed yeah, a few yeah. games to, to injury but yeah, like, after an but, injury prone college career right yeah um so i'm still really hopeful but i'm a little reticent to like be right. hyping him up you know yeah. because it but just, do it do it anyway though okay <laughs> <laughs> i need him for the, the we'll, dynasty team yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we, we'll join we you <laughs> yeah, we all know. we're all counting on you rondale so uh Danny, shifting to Super Bowl talk, something yeah. we've just been asking everybody this week is what they think the single most important matchup or just a matchup you're most excited about yeah. in the Super Bowl. It could be like a one-on-one -on -one matchup or it could be like you know an offensive line versus defensive line matchup. Just what do you think is the most important matchup of Super Bowl 56? I think the matchup that we're going to see like immediately upon the game starting, like as soon as the Bengals get the ball, is like how they're going to deal with the Rams pass rush. You know, like Von Miller, Aaron Donald. How are they going to be able to stop no, that? Two weeks rest, too. I know. Like, oh, man. 
Well, Von Miller especially. I mean, Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald. He's like the best defensive player in the NFL for like his entire career. So Von Miller's already single-handedly won a Super Bowl before. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's been be, here. He, he could be, I think, I don't know if this has ever happened, a defensive player to win two Super Bowl MVPs. I'm not sure that's oh. happened before. Especially with two different teams. I'm sure that's right. probably never. Yeah. Maybe Lawrence Taylor did. I, I mean, know. it might have happened, yeah. but, I, I, you know, it's one of those things that's rare. And so he has really turned it on in the playoffs. I mean, like his, I saw it from, I think, next-gen stats. Like his pressure rate is two times what it was in the regular season. Mm-hmm. He's just like waiting to get to the playoffs to like actually <laughs> yes. start trying, yeah. um, which I respect um, as a, you know as an old guy. Um, yeah, you got to conserve. <laughs> you got to conserve that energy. So yeah, I think that's going to be very difficult. I mean, we've seen the Bengals have really struggled with pressure. They struggled with the Titans like a lot. But they won, Danny. So, but they so won the game, so it doesn't matter. Here's the deal. I mean, the Bengals are one and zero when Joe Burrow gets sacked. <laughs> yeah, 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 they've true. never lost when Joe Burrow gets sacked. That's, that's, that's a mean, good metric. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they should, you know, go for that every week. No, just get Nine them out of the way in the first quarter. Take well, I think, and this is the reason <laughs> that they ran the ball on first down. This is what I've been saying all drive. week. Well, everyone, <laughs> they're like, know, we'd rather have zero yards than minus ten. I can't whatever. get anyone to even like entertain the possibility Zach Taylor might be a good coach. I'm not even <laughs> no, saying that. He no, is. you can't. I'm not even saying that he is. But like everyone on the show is, yeah, no, he's horrible. <laughs> I just want him to not run on every first <laughs> yes, down. Is kind nice. of the thing. Like be nice. mix it up, mix it, it up. I think it was 50-50. Keep taking the stat from someone. I think maybe Connor Allen, but they ran on 17 of 29 first downs they, in the AFC Championship. They're going to lose by 30 if they do that in uh, in this game. I mean, uh, we've been saying. This, we haven't been saying this every round about the right. Like, right. Oh, they do that. I mean, there's no way they can keep getting away with this. I mean, <laughs> they, they're going to easily lose. Away with it. <laughs> but seriously, though, yeah. they, they are that mean. They, you know, <laughs> For real. You say, they've run so pure. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously, you're like the 14th person we've had on the stage. Yeah, this is a horrible coach. Really. I have no idea. Luckiest well team not even in history. Coach. Yeah, they might, not, might as well not even have a coach. Yeah. Um, I mean, now we got to ask the real cliche question. What's the game prediction, Daniel? Uh, so I chose this number out of thin air and then I'm having to stick with it even though it might not make much sense. 21 to 19. Is that a scoregami? Rams. I've been told that 19 is not necessarily a common one so I don't know why I picked that. I just have to stick with it now because I've said it so many times but um, I do think that the Rams are a better team and you know they're they're just the mismatch they have on the defensive line versus the the Bengals offensive line could be like really massive. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be more of a slog than like a shootout type game. I've been thinking that too. Yeah, they both they both want to run so bad. I mean the Rams. Yes, yeah, we've been talking about this week too. I mean the Rams like run Definitely. so much now. They get their heart both coaches are conservative like I run so. first like balance control yeah. like don't turn it over so that i think that might show up in the super bowl yeah and we talk about the offensive line versus even it's this i was saying this exact same line constantly for the afc championship game but like there are, is there any one real area where the Bengals have like a clear advantage on the rams like is this another game where like they don't have a clear i mean maybe a quarterback at this point but there's, there's like yeah, I mean, one really yeah. area where the Bengals is clearly you can't even say with Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup. I, I know that's what I was going to say. Best yard in NFL history. <laughs> I'm mean, like you could you. The, my instinct was like, well, Jamar Chase, they don't have a player like him. But then Cooper Cup won the triple crown. Yeah, yeah, like, second most receptions <laughs> and receiving yards in NFL know, history like, this year. That would be so ridiculous <laughs> to say that. So I guess maybe at the running back position, but they haven't been able to run the ball very well. No, not at um, all. So. I don't know if that's like even going to move the needle anyway. So. Right. <laughs> I don't think they'll be able to, to run at all. Yeah. Uh, against the Rams. I, and and unfortunately, I do think they will try like hell to do so. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. But you're saying there's going to be two champions because you're saying the Rams are going to win the game, but then you're saying the Bengals are going to cover, which is obviously all that really matters. Exactly. So exactly. We're going to have two different champions. <laughs> you're you're threading the needle. Yeah. Yeah. 
Danny, any final questions from Mr. Daniel? Or? No, I. This is this is good stuff. I'm gonna can continue to uh, pick your brain about these two quarterbacks coming out. So, yeah. Because uh, I, I need I need to know. I need to know. We need to know. Stuff. Yeah, just start, yeah, just start DMing. Don't wait. Don't even wait till you post it. Just DM it to us. <laughs> That's right. Know, so I'll just send you a link to my yeah, yeah, NFL draft yeah, guide. Your Google Ringer. Doc yeah. Yeah, or whatever. Uh, Danny, thanks so much for joining us. Awesome stuff on the pod. Awesome stuff on the site. Always love to talk to you. Always love to. You're a great tweeter too. The, the complete <laughs> package. So no, five tool player. Yeah, yeah. five tool player. <laughs> Thank you so much for stopping by. It's been an awesome talk. So we've had Clyde Edwards Elaire. We've had Danny Kelly. And, Danny, we had the distinct pleasure of sitting down with a certain offensive weapon uh, recently. You asked him some interesting questions about the Cowboys' offense, spoiler alert, and he gave us some very, very interesting answers. So some real answers. It, it, was, it was a really great talk. Let's roll it. We are here with Cowboys star C.D. Lamb, a 1,000-yard receiver during only his second year in the league in 2021. You're only 22 years old. C.D., when this Cowboys' offense is clicking, it's arguably the most productive unit in the league. What do you think you guys can do to improve in 2022, though? Uh, honestly, I feel like we, we got to be more aggressive. Um, I feel like one early on we were attacking everybody the same way, just nitpicking, like running the ball, ground and pound, and then suddenly you got a shot over your head. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get with us. It's just because like we can hit you from three different, you know, three different areas, and then the running backs that we have, it could wear you down a lot. Yeah, you know, I feel like it's fantasy. We're always like, we want the Cowboys to throw more. Yeah, please. We just want yeah. the Cowboys throwing to CeeDee Lamb yeah. 10 to 12 times a game. So we would agree with that. Uh, your, your usage uh, this season kind of varied from week to week, uh, from the slot to the outside. Mm-hmm. I was wondering how, how you felt you were best utilized, whether it's slot receiver or on the outside. Honestly, I didn't really have a preference, but I feel like being in the inside made me more, more of a gadget player which was which I'm perfectly fine with like you can motion me from the from the slot you can you know run me down the middle of the field or mm-hmm. you know even give me a jet sweep you yeah. know um so <laughs> I just feel you need more jet slot, sweeps being in the slot was definitely more fun you know yeah. than being on the outside do you get more mismatches in the slot or do you get more mismatches I do I do agree with that but I like outside also because you get more one-on-ones. You know, yeah, if right. you beat one guy, you're t- you're scoring a touchdown yeah. because the, the safety had to worry about the other two guys opposite of you. So it has this, like I said, it has this, it, the game is full of matchups. Wherever you find your matchup, you got to exploit it. Well, as, as fantasy people, we would love to see you, uh, see the Cowboys offense get more aggressive like you, like you talked yeah. about earlier. And wherever you have the most mismatches, because that's a, yeah, yeah. uh, <laughs> CD Super Bowl 56 is a game of stars, but particularly at the receiver position, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Odell Beckham. Who do you think is I – I, maybe you don't have to say who the best is taking the field this Sunday. Who are you most looking forward to see from that group playing at Super Bowl 56? I like, I like Jamar Chase and those guys. I'm excited for both of them, to be honest, because as a receiver, you love to watch receive other receivers. You know, you love watching them do good, uh, go for 100, 200, whatever. I'm excited for those guys. Honestly, I want Jamar Chase to go for a hundred. I want Odell, I want them all to go for a hundred. Yeah, we do too. You know, that's a great that's a great game. That'd you know, cool. and uh it's just the game nowadays is is starting to it's starting to navigate to the receivers or the offenses are start starting to now be run through receivers. Just because you get a you get a, a receiver that's very dominant enough to take over a game, that could be a really long game for somebody. Sure. Yeah. Do you think uh, the Rams would focus at all on getting Jalen Ramsey on Jamar Chase in this game? Oh, yeah, that's happening. Guaranteed. Yeah. You can, you, why haven't they been doing that? That's the, the only person I feel like Like you don't have to let that let 
alphas go against each other yeah. you know like one-on-one let's work it's gonna it's gonna get chippy and i just know that just all the competitiveness the game the aura the setting you know yeah. it's gonna be a good one yeah jalen versus shamar that, that's like a matchup befitting of the right. super bowl right and i guess we have to ask you the cliche question going on the record who is going to win super bowl 56 i like the rams to win uh by four but i mean you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not against the Bengals winning also, mm-hmm. but like I, I like the Rams win just because I want Odell to get one for sure. Um, it's like big bro to me. He really and, deserves uh, one too. Yeah, like, just out the crazy the crazy story he's had and then the run he's had and then now the way he's able to bounce back and have put a couple touchdowns together. And yeah. he had his first hundred yard game since 2016, 2015. Yeah, man. In the like, NFC Championship man, game. Man, that's so. crazy. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame level talent. Yeah, I want him. He might be the, the single player I'm rooting for the most on right. Sunday. So. Yeah, and I think he had, and that's the thing I like about it uh, a lot. I feel like he has a lot of people rooting for him now. Like, everyone is, you know, wants to be a part of sure. his journey. Yeah, you yeah. Know? We definitely do. Because, like, it's so silly but in fantasy you know we like feel really connected to you guys and, like odell beckham was like such an important fantasy yeah. player for Man. all of us so yeah we're and it's not quite the same i would say we're in the same boat as you it's not the same thing since no. you're literally an nfl receiver and we yeah. are not but, it's been uh, cool to see him you know become a household name once again like yeah. every, yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. talking about him again like they used to with the uh with yeah the he never went away he's not no. back he never really went away right cd thank you so much for joining us I appreciate uh, you guys. yeah and, and we know thank you're you. gonna be you're gonna be in a super bowl soon yeah you're gonna be in a super bowl <laughs> soon <laughs> and, one for sure but yeah thank you so much for joining us Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore, if you're listening, get CD Lamb the ball more, please. Yes, um, yes, I think that that's kind of the subtext. He uh, was very polite about it. But yeah, I mean, he was, you know, give me the ball a few more times, that's fine. He mentioned the word aggressive. He did, and uh, and and they weren't always aggressive with a with a great cast of of pass catchers, including himself. You know who was aggressive this week, Denny? It was us on those obstacle courses on the field goal. You were. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> you were letting out some latent aggression. I was just trying to warm up. You know, very cold. Right. But, you know, if I just wreck this tackling dummy, I'll be the, the tackling dummies never recovered. No, they didn't. They yeah. had to get new ones. And the NFL billed me for that. Um, <laughs> they cost several thousand dollars. No, no, several thousand dollars. They look cheap. Well, per, per, per tackling yeah, yeah, dummy. Yeah. I they saw look, the bill. They look cheap. Yeah, it's 900. I wrecked four of them. So <laughs> my wife, is. she stopped texting me, actually. Yeah, um, no, no. So, no. He had a good run. It's been an amazing week down here at Radio Row. We we did have so much fun. Check out our videos. Yeah, I mean, we did an athletic competition. We kicked field goals. Yep. Had so many great guests. You know, great guests from inside the NBC umbrella. Drew Dinsick, Sarah Perlman, Jay Croucher. Uh, we're going to forget people. We had so many cool people stop by. Clyde Edwards, thank you so much to Clyde edwards Lair. Thank you so much to C.D. Lamb. Um, Noah thank you, Fant. Thank you so much to Noah Fant. Thank you so much to our writer friends. Uh, Danny Kelly was just yep. amazing today. Who, we had a, Robert Mays. Yeah, Robert Mays was amazing. Um, just thank you so much all week. Thank you so much to the amazing production staff. Yes. Um, Stephen Diagostino. He just told me how to say it. Stephen Diagostino is a go. good man. Brian Rubin's a very good man. Yes. Adam Wise is a very good man. They're all very good people. Lots of other people. You, you are the real MVPs. You are. Some would say. No, Denny, and the real MVP is you, Denny. Um, I, I don't you, think it is. You were here. I, uh, I, I will admit it now, finally. You were here in Los Angeles. I tried to pretend that you weren't. I went along with the conspiracy. You're feeding the conspiracy, actually. I, I peddled misinformation. I, it was fake news. I'm here. You've been here. Yeah, we've had a I've really good here. time. Yes. And, uh, yeah, oh yeah. It's it's been fantastic. It's a great atmosphere. 
uh, I've I've really enjoyed every every minute. It's going to be hard to go back to regular podcasting. Well, I thought you were going to say regular life in that, <laughs> but also regular podcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. You it's know? been just awesome. NBC, if you're listening, I mean, you can send us again next year. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we've had the time of our lives. It's just been awesome, awesome stuff. And thank you so much for listening, though. And hopefully, you've enjoyed our shows. We have enjoyed our time here so so much. So for Denny Carter, I am Patrick Darty. Thank you for listening. Enjoy Super Bowl 56, and we'll be back with more podcasts next week. 